And we had our, you know, obviously with our challenges when they closed indoor dining for that brief period of time in Florida. And then DeSantis is like, never mind, you guys can do whatever you want. And so everyone was like, okay, I guess we're going to do whatever we want. And But we did have to close for that, which was tough because, you know, it's, we, we were up and running, you know, and then you have to shut down and then all of your thousands of dollars of inventory and food is literally gone. This is Show Your Business Who's Boss. Listen in on behind the scenes, unfiltered conversations with my favorite business owner friends who take charge and make their businesses work for them. Don't just be your own boss. Show your business who's boss. I'm Pia Silva. One of my favorite parts about doing this podcast is that it gives me a reason to reach out to and chat with people that I don't get to see or talk to a lot. And today is particularly special as I am having an old friend of mine who also happens to be the owner of a truly fabulous restaurant and another ridiculously cool cocktail bar in Miami, badass business owner Ben Potts. It's been quite a while since I've seen him. The whole baby thing has put all those trips to Miami cocktail bars on the back burner for the time being. So I actually didn't even know until this catch-up that he also started a new venture this year that is right up my alley, consulting and teaching. So we're definitely going to talk about all of that. I know Ben because back in 2007, I moved to Miami for a short winter escape from the cold, one of many times that I would end up trying to be a snowbird. And I moved down there. I knew nobody. And so our mutual friends introduced us. And Ben took me under his wing, and he made my whole hiatus so much more fun. We were fast friends. And even though I don't get to see him a lot now, you know how there are just some people that you'll always be friends with? That's Ben. In this conversation, we caught up on all kinds of things, including about how Ben's restaurant, Beaker and Gray, and his cocktail bar, The Sylvester, are faring during and because of COVID. The new business that Ben launched last June consulting that is turning out to be quite lucrative and how that new business accidentally launched Ben into being a course creator. To me, his story is probably the best way, an example of the best way to launch a course out of a real need. So if you've ever thought about wanting to launch a course in the future, you're going to want to hear this. Buckle up. Here we go. Hello. Hi. I wasn't expecting you to look so profesh. Did you think I was just going to just wing it? <laughs> I, I, I meant the your mic. Oh, well, what do you... I, I see your mic. <laughs> you got a pretty nice microphone there too. Yeah, but, but I do this. Why do you have this whole setup? Well, my business partner and I have a coaching and consulting company, so we do a lot of stuff on the web. Oh my God, it's been so long. Mm -hmm. It's so nice to see you. It's it's amazing. I wish we were closer, but you know, this will do. I know. (laughs) Start with the restaurant because that's what I was like, oh my gosh, how are they doing? Mm-hmm. I'm very curious. And then I can't wait to hear about all this coaching consulting. <clears throat> okay. Mm-hmm. So Beaker and Gray, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Are you okay? Yeah. Answer is kind of, we're, I mean, we're getting there, right? So we are pretty... still alive. We are alive. Do you still have two locations? We do still have two locations. Only one of them is open. So we had Beaker and Gray and Winwood, And then we also have a bar called the Sylvester in Midtown. And that the bar's closed. And it's just a cocktail bar. It's a cocktail bar, yeah. yeah. It's a South Florida, Miami themed cocktail bar. Okay. Like there's pictures of me as a kid with a fish and my piano that I grew <laughs> up playing. Oh, yeah, it's cool. cool. It's not open. It's dusty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. But Beaker and Gray is open. You're feeding people? It, yeah. They can yeah. sit outside. We built a really large outdoor area in our parking lot, which has been very helpful. So that's full of people all the time. And then we have a little balcony right in front of our main dining room, right next to, which is allowed to be open, like, but we just don't, you know, we're responsible. We don't push it. Yeah. Like if, if it says six feet, we do six feet. You know, like if you're allowed to have bar seating, it's like two chairs, six feet, two chairs, you know, wow. that whole thing. Yeah. Cause if you didn't do that, your, your people, they wouldn't care at all. Right? Oh, well, you probably haven't seen the pictures, but Miami is just kind of the Wild West right now. It's, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Nuts. Like, yeah, they yeah. don't care. They're Mm-mm. just, especially they have a couple of 
Ben cocktails in them. They're just <laughs> sitting pretty. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that, that's all it takes. Just a couple of cocktails. And most of the time, not even. They're just kind of like they don't want to be at home anymore. Mm. And, you know, it's kind of like give them an inch, take a mile, or whatever the yeah. theme of foot, take a mile. It's something like that. You know what I'm saying. I get it. Okay. So <laughs> mm-hmm. you're staying afloat because you can open. And, yeah. And right, you're exactly. in Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're in Florida. And we, you know, we had our, you know, obviously with our challenges when they closed, they closed indoor dining for that brief period of time in Florida. And then DeSantis is like, never mind, you guys can do whatever you want. And so everyone was like, okay, I guess we're going to do whatever we want. And But we did have to close for that, which was tough because, you know, it's, we we were up and running, you know, and then you have to shut down and then your all of your thousands of dollars of inventory and food is literally gone. I mean, you can give it away to people, obviously, which is what we did, but you that's all you got. And, and not to say that New York isn't facing the exact same thing, but, you know, we, we dealt with it, too, as a business. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And just, it's a huge space. I mean, it's just a huge restaurant and bar. Mm-hmm. How big is it? Mm, 100% honest. is probably 115 people. Oh, wow. uh, 120 people, yeah. And then I guess we're getting pretty close with the outside area. You know, it, it really does, like, add quite a bit of seating. And You're so lucky you have that that um, that parking lot. <laughs> well, you know what people are doing who don't have parking lots? They're actually turning street parking, like public parking, into a parking yeah. lot. Oh, right. no, that's what they're doing in New York. That's yeah. the only thing they're doing. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. All, the, all the streets are just these, like, frankly, pathetic little <laughs> together pieces of wood. But they mm-hmm. got to. They got to yep. do it. Yep. And now they're putting now they're putting plastic around them. Because it's cold. Because it's so cold. So they're just like, creating these outdoor-indoor spaces. <laughs> but, you know, they got to do it. Are you guys going, yeah. out to, going out to eat? Well, you know, we have a toddler, so it's right. not like we're... Right. Congratulations. You didn't have yes. that last time I saw you. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have a toddler, and he's almost three. <laughs> so, so we don't... We're, it's not like every night we're like, oh, I wish I could go out, you know. Right. right. It's kind of a perfect time, actually. Mm-hmm. There's zero FOMO. Right. So... Okay, so you're making that happen. What else? Mm. So now, so what happened? What you guys was it because of the pandemic, and you looked for like an online? You had time to kill, or was always yeah, basically, yeah, Yeah. sort of. (laughs) You know, back in June, we started. We randomly got this sort of inquiry, like, oh, hey, there's a place that's looking for a consultant. You know, I know you consult. Why don't you just throw your hat in the ring? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And I. I hit up my buddy Guy, who he's a longtime friend of mine. I actually worked with him at the Broken Shaker. He managed those bars for a long time, and subsequently Generator and SBE, which has you know hotel, hotels. Well, not any hotels anymore, but just I don't nightlife. know anything that you just said, but yes. Yeah, it's just letters and okay. people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I've consulted with him in the past, and you know he's a big cocktail guy. I'm a big cocktail guy, and. I was like, hey, man, this place needs some consulting. You want to just do it? He He's a, a partner in a, a liqueur company that, you know, passion fruit liqueur. Mm-hmm. And so they were, you know, they're doing a lot of off-premise stuff since, you know, off-premises like grocery store, well, not grocery stores, but liquor stores. And mm-hmm. So he's doing a lot of that. And I was like, hey, you probably have a little bit of time to kill. You want to check this out? And he's like, yeah, sure. And, you know, we pitched them. They hired us. And we we're like, oh, that easy do you want to do a lot more of that and we started reaching out to people and picked up a couple more clients and now and then we were like well you know the consulting thing is great and it's really valuable but you know we think that there's probably a better way because what you know the process is of consulting especially like cocktail or beverage consulting is a restaurant or bar will you know call you up and be like hey you know we need a consultant and they'll be like oh sure what do you need? And they'll be like, oh, we need a cocktail menu and we need uh, bartender training and we need to help you pick out glassware and garnishes oh. and all that stuff. Sure thing. You know, you go in there and, you know, charge, you know, charge them whatever you charge them, which is generally a, a reasonable sum Decent. of money. Yeah. Yeah. And You're creating yeah. their brand. <laughs> yeah, essentially. I mean, yeah. at least the beverage component of it. You know, usually yeah. it's, 
it's mostly restaurants because oh. you know they hire the chef, right? And they're like, oh yeah, the chef's gonna right. make great food. Or even it's if not it's not about a- the bar, they're not like you. They're not like obsessed with the bar part of it. So they need right. someone. Right, right. And, and generally, if they are, they're either if they're hiring a consultant to do the bar, they're either a bar that's been around forever that just wants to add a new component to their offering, or they're. I don't know. I wouldn't say lazy is not the right word, but just like they're unwilling to invest in the creative department within themselves, right? Like they're unwilling to invest in a bar manager, which, mm-hmm. in my opinion, if you have a bar, you should probably have a bar manager, but not all bar managers are necessarily like very well versed in cocktails. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> we were kind of thinking about it. We're like, well, man, you know all these places are looking for these consultants and you know we're happy to do the work but you know after a consultant leaves unless they want to invest in additional follow up you know check in every month or so or twice a month or every two months whatever they want for the next 6 months to a year generally the program doesn't you know it lasts in the sense that like those cocktails will still be on the list but the standards will will change and you know, whomever is in charge of it is probably not the person who was trained originally. So no matter how great of documentation you can leave, it doesn't always right. it doesn't always hold up. And that's a, a problem. So we decided that, well, you know, why don't we help teach restaurants, bars, you know, bars at restaurants, hotels, whatever, how to basically create that bar manager position like let's let, let us help you find a key employee who you love who you want to invest in and say all right well this is either a junior or senior manager or a head bartender who just needs a little bit more knowledge and and handholding and and information on what they need to do to become a better bar manager or beverage director so we started developing a course called the uh, Better Bar Method. We, we started with that one because that's kind of like the, the big, like, we will teach you everything we know about bar management because we've managed collectively, I don't know, actively probably 15 bars between the two of us. And then indirectly, Guy's managed like hundreds of bars <laughs> indirectly because of his positions. Well, this is you and Guy. Yes, yes. Ah, okay. So we continued the partnership beyond that initial consulting project gotcha and yeah so we do you know we started with the better bar method and then we realized that you know that's still a valuable course and we want to develop it out but something that's a little bit more graspable for people is just the menu component because a lot of people are really looking for the menu component so we actually just yesterday launched our first class of what we're calling the better menu maker I think you probably see a theme here with the better, better thing. Yeah, so we just launched Better Menu Maker yesterday, and we have a class of, I think, like six now. We're doing it live. Yeah, so it's like multiple, there's like multiple components. There's a live lecture every Monday for 10 weeks, and then there's a live group call every Thursday, also for 10 weeks, and then we also have the content available like online that they can watch videos and download tools and reference it later, look at our faces, whatever they want to do. Look at you. Yeah. I had no idea. You know, this is my world then. Why didn't you call me? I, you know, I, di- <laughs> I actually didn't realize either. The same with you. I, I was actually sitting here when I got the, your email and you were like, yeah. oh, let's do, the, let's do the podcast thing. I was like, oh yeah, totally, I'm down. And I was, you know, Guy was sitting right behind me, you know, hunched over his computer. And he's like typing, away. and then he's like, he's like, oh, okay, cool. And he like looks you up, and he's like, holy shit, she does the same stuff that we're doing, but she does it like way better. Because how how many like how many years have you been uh, doing it? Quite a few years. I've been doing yeah. the the I've been in the course world for like four almost five years now. Right, we're like about to be on four months. <laughs> we just oh my launched. God, I'll tell yeah. you everything I know. Oh my god, that would be um, so helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like you're doing great. How did you get those? The, so. For the listeners, what I love, what I love about what you're saying, because I do talk to so many people who desperately want courses, and I tell mm-hmm. them not to do it, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> is, is, but no, I wouldn't say that to you because 
what's so awesome about your story is that it was so organic and out mm -hmm. of a need. You were literally like, people are like, can you please help us? You're like, okay, I will. And then I... you're like, oh, they really need help with this. Like, how do we do that? Oh, mm -hmm. I guess this would be the best way. You like, you like <laughs> accidentally backed into a course instead of, mm -hmm. which is the, I mean, not that everyone is going to do it that way, but mm -hmm. <laughs> but that's the best way to do it because it means it came out of a need and there were right. people around you saying they needed it. It was like already validated. So that's right. so, so cool. Yeah. No, it's that. been, it's been a really cool journey. Oh yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. You guys are like bar rescue meets Ben Potts. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> you are a little bar rescue. Yeah. Yeah. Watch out, Taffer. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, I love it. Oh my gosh. So wait, so how'd you get the six people? If you like, cause your list, your list is Beaker and Gray people. They're not restaurant people. R right. So a combination of a few different ways. There was some hand selling, right? Yeah. So we're, you know, calling people we know who are like good candidates, either they're good candidates or they employ good candidates. Mm. We also have, we, we put it out on Instagram, you know, we, we have, I don't know, 700 something followers because we just started our Instagram two months ago. We've got like multiple our, Instagrams. Un, the Unfiltered Hospitality. Yeah, that one's pretty brand new. So our company's called Unfiltered Hospitality, right? And then... You mean the restaurant company? The no, it's the course the whole company. the whole company is the unfiltered. The consulting, hospitality. the consulting company. and okay. coaching company is unfiltered. All... You know, unfiltered is the name of my blog. Did you really? take that from me? Yeah, <laughs> direct rip. Great minds. <laughs> okay. I was like, I know yeah. somebody in the course world. Yeah, I well, love it. Mm -hmm. That's okay. amazing. Wow. Unfiltered hospitality. I'll yep. go follow you. Yeah, please do. And okay. then it's and then like our in our handle our is uh, unfiltered hospo. Okay. Unfiltered hospitality was taken, probably by you, <laughs> just in case you wanted <laughs> to do a I'm hospitality. Zero, I am zero in hospitality, so yeah. no overlap. Okay. And then, right. yeah, we don't have a separate name for our coaching and coursework. It's all consulting, coaching and, coaching and education is what we're calling it. And then we also do brand development for liquor brands, primarily. I mean, obviously, we take any beverage alcohol brand. <laughs> but at, at, oh, we wow. do, yeah, we do things like, you know, cocktail creation, photo styling. Yeah, like launch programs. So if they're like, oh, we want to be in a new market, we're like, oh, well, you know, this is a really good way to uh, attract this kind of consumer, depending on what they're looking for, right? And generally, we're more apt to help them with things in the trade space. So if they're going mm -hmm. after bar managers and beverage directors, if they want to be have a strong on-premise, that's really our bread and butter. But you know, if they want to do off-premise stuff, we know how to help them talk to consumers in a way that we've seen consumers being talked to before. I'm so happy to hear that. Wait, because I, you know, when I thought about you guys... I should have reached out to you. I mean, I obviously you're the only people I know who own a restaurant. Mm -hmm. But I was going through my own my own havoc mm -hmm. in that time. But I I was like, oh, I hope Ben really develops his like bar personality. Like, you remember? I mean, I guess this was a while ago. You mm -hmm. were like featured in like on a top ten list, and oh, you were yeah. like doing the started. cocktails and all that stuff. What do you mm -hmm. mean? That's how it started. Well, the first time I got featured on a top 10 bartender list was like the first time anyone was like, oh, man, this guy's probably legit. And it was really, I got featured on that list because, you know how lists are a little incestuous? Yeah, totally. I, I, got, on, I got on one list and then that list begot another list. And then oh, all of really? a sudden I was like... A, famous bartender. <laughs> I wouldn't say famous, but a re relevant in the local industry. Microfamous. I call that microfamous. Sure. Yeah. I can almost consider. I, okay. I'll say it. I, I would yes. say I'm microfamous. Sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Gotcha. So, so that kind of gave you a leg up as right. being known in that space. Exactly. Gotcha. And you mm -hmm. turned it into coaching and consulting. Yeah. So far. Yeah. Not. It's been great. It's been awesome. I mean, yeah. we're still, I'm still obviously not out of operations. I was going to say, how does the restaurant run? And, and when the bar opens back up, like how much are you involved in that? Well, I guess that's to be seen. But I mean, obviously, I'm going to be as involved as I can be. I, you know, it's, they're my my babies. I got to got to take care of them. So yeah, you know, at Beaker, I have a bar manager. When we opened Sylvester, that was like kind of like okay, well, you know, we have this great restaurant. Let's now have a great bar. So that obviously takes a lot of manpower, and I couldn't keep doing both completely. So 
I promoted one my head bartender to bar manager, and he's still there, and he's killing it. So he does a lot of the day-to-day, whereas I I would say I do, like, more bigger-picture concepts. I make sure that he's staying, you know, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. and and he is. So he keep, makes my job much, much easier. Because <laughs> if he wasn't, you. then, yeah, I'd be there all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, how is brian doing your partner in the restaurant is he also a partner in sylvester yep Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's uh, yeah he's i'm i mean he's doing great is he (laughs) is he being the chef yeah yeah he's the chef he's the executive chef at beaker he is still killing it he's still cooking away he's there (laughs) every day (laughs) well yeah well if you're a chef you are no but i mean you really you guys are restaurant owners Mm mm-hmm I mean, you're business owners, yeah, but you're also pretty, in the business. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's, I guess it's the fourth, fourth business. Yeah, I guess so. Why? Which one? I guess Beaker would technically be the second business that I was a partner in. Sylvester Which one was third. the first? Oh, the I, ice. You, probably, you don't remember? No, oh. it was after. Well, I'm glad you remember that. I remember ice. It was before the ice. I had a recruiting company. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did staffing and recru- hospitality staffing and recruiting. Oh. So like I'd vaguely. hire general managers. Yeah, it was it was for about a year. I mostly it was headhunting, and so I had a little company, gotcha. a little office on Lincoln Road, and went around oh. all the restaurants. Hired a bunch of GMs, like the first general managers of a lot of restaurants that were open at the time. This was 2011. Yeah. Uh, that's when I started it, and... What made you stop? Man, what made me stop? There's a lot of reasons. I was pretty young when I did it. Not to say that youth is necessarily something that's going to dictate how well you do at something, but I had to interface with a lot of people that were considerably older than I was. A lot of my inventory, if you will, was also a lot older than I was. Mm. So... You know, I think I was 26 at the time. And so I was going around to, like, you know, restaurants. I went to Yardbird, for instance, which is, you know, a massive restaurant now. And they had just opened on Lincoln Road. I walked in. I met the director of operations. I said, hey, I'm a headhunter. I mean, I said it more elegantly, but mm-hmm. I'm a headhunter. I've got my office right around the corner. If you're the director of operations and you're telling everyone what to do, you guys probably need a general manager. Would you like to hire me to do that? And he's like, I'll think about it. And it's like, followed up a bunch of times. And eventually he's like, yeah, sure. You know, if you can find me one, we'll pay you your commission and so on. So that was, that's fine, right? That's the nature of the business. And yeah. I, I knew that getting into it. Yeah. But commissions are substantially lower in food and beverage and hospitality than they are in tech, finance, whatever. Sure. And because salaries the- are lower. I thought it's because the salaries are lower. Is the percentage lower too? Yeah, also. Oh. Yeah, because I mean, because the margins are slimmer. Yes. Right. So I mean, restaurants like a yeah. good, like a really badass restaurant that's kicking ass is making like ten percent net profit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I know, Ben. Who knew you were such an entrepreneur from the know. start? Yeah. Yeah. We're actually pitching a client in Dubai right now. I really hope I get to go. Yeah. That'd be cool. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we still do the consulting stuff, especially the high-profile international ones. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> amazing. But I'd love to do more of those because some of them are really, really, really cool. Put you up and stuff. Sometimes, yeah. 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 Depending on, you know, how, how much work you're doing there and if you're if you have to go there to be on site to help them with things and you just keep being known as that and then you just pick your clients. Like, you don't have to take them all. You don't have to take them all. Just keep increasing the price and only doing the ones that are fancy. That's that's the name of the game. That's what we're Why doing. Why not? That sounds yeah. great. Yeah, we're charging more than we charged in June. So. Heck yeah. I yeah. mean, it's so much more lucrative than a restaurant, I would assume. <laughs> Can be, especially yeah. right now. Well, especially right now. Yeah. 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 Well, now that you've got your restaurant up and going, I guess it's totally different. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was going very well pre-pandemic. I mean, we were I having... I know. It was so fabulous. Great year. The bar was doing great. People loved it. Sylvester, you mean? Yeah, Sylvester. Yeah. Taking pictures of it. Oh, it was like cool. 
Yeah, we were going to do a big wedding there. Oh, it was going to be awesome. We had like a 150 person. Yeah. Yeah. Man, we're going to do a wedding. It was awesome. I had to rent it out on a Saturday night. It was going to be. Oh, my God. Yeah. We, oh man, and there's like a local TV channel that like shoots one of their. Well, they were using it as a space to shoot episodes for a telenovela that they have, and so it was like on there. I I don't know which one it is. I'm pro- I probably signed an NDA saying, but won't let me say which one it is. So it's probably good that I don't remember. But I I really wanted to see it to see how it like kind of came out because obviously I know what the bar looks like, especially with the lights on. But I, I'm sure it looked really cool. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Are you going to open any more? Maybe, you never know. There's always opportunities out there. I mean, we were we were supposed to partner on one project, but it didn't, you know, it doesn't always make sense. It's always it's always really tricky with food and beverage cuz you don't know if if it's going to be the right fit, right? Because there's a lot there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of emotion pretty thin margins like when there's lots of money being made everyone's like yeah sure you know we're not gonna argue over pennies like here's your thing and here's my thing and whatever right so we'll see but why because you would be always partnering with like in with someone else no not necessarily oh but like you know right now with my current partners obviously you know we have peaker and we have sylvester and things aren't Amazing. So we're kind of in sort of being in partner recovery mode. Oh my gosh! Yeah. 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 So tough. So tough. For sure. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I I don't know how people do it. I I I just have the one partner, and we are in constant therapy over it (laughs) (laughs) because it's a lot to be in in business with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with, with, with Guy right now, it's, we're still in the honeymoon phase. Yeah. So I only give him a hard time two or three days a week. Fortunately, he, he's a very sweet man. He's, he's a dad. And so he's got the temperament of an, of, of an angel. So he doesn't ever, you know, give me a hard time, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm here, like I'm like pounding away on my keyboard and like answering emails furiously. And I'm like, I'm like, Hey man, are you going to do that thing you said you were going to do the other day? He's like, ah, oh, yeah, sorry. It was like feeding my children. Cause I'm a father. <laughs> like, yeah, man, whatever. I'm just sitting here with my plants, just doing work all the time. And you're just feeding kids like whatever. So it's a good, yeah. it's a good partnership. It's a good I mean, we get each other, so balance it's... each other out. I think so. <laughs> oh my God. That's how I worked. Yeah. Until 2018. Mm-hmm. Just furiously. furiously. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, actually, so I saw you in 2017 mm-hmm. saw your fabulous, fabulous restaurant bar. And then mm-hmm. like six months later, Steve and I went on this European vacation where I was told that I drove like a Italian woman. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. The highlight of the two month trip around Italy and Spain was that comment. And I came back pregnant. So that was really the, nice the beginning of the end of that. And actually while we were there, that's when I decided we need to, this is great. Like actually we can kind of like live like this and we don't need to work as much. And so we stopped working like that after that European trip and and in preparation for the kid so it was like training for nine months nice not working all the time because i would work all the time i love to work i mean i like to be intense and you know like make myself sick over it same yeah (laughs) same it's it's crazy how much pressure you can put on yourself without anybody saying a word to you you just like you freak out in the morning like oh my god i gotta get this thing done i gotta publish this thing i gotta do this i gotta do that and then you're like yep there's nobody even putting a deadline on me. I'm doing the deadline and I'm freaking out over it. Yep. I mean, I still do that. And Steve is constantly my reminder because I will self-impose deadlines about stuff mm-hmm. that we're doing. Yep. And sometimes I won't even express those deadlines to him, but I'll just be <laughs> acting like it. And then like when we talk it out, I'm like, because this has to happen by then and blah, blah, blah. And then he is like, why? When mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know, because I decided that at some point when I was thinking about it late at night, <laughs> that this is how it was going to have to go. And he was like, mm, no, we don't have to right. do that at all. No, that's wild. <laughs> There's nobody. Yeah. I get it. But get you get it. it. I know. That's uh, why I'm sharing. Fully. Yeah. And I, my whole business in life has been about like trying to quell that 
mm-hmm. <laughs> trying Good. to trying to get away from it. And and the toddler actually inst- requires it, like mm-hmm. he kind of forces you to not, because I spend so much time with him. Right. Do you like meditate at all? No. I've tried. Do you? Yeah, yeah, every day. Yeah, I tried too. I tried and I failed and I tried and I failed and I tried and I failed. I and like then finally I, I was like, that. How long have you been doing it? Like actively, like very consistently, probably like a year and a half. Wow. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I use one of the apps. You know, it's. Headspace? I tried it. You know, I like Headspace. I did Calm because I got it for free with my credit card. Calm. <laughs> yeah. I also have it's like that. Amex is like, yeah, we'll give it to you for free. I'm like, all right, well, calm it is. Because <laughs> God knows if I prefer something, I won't spend 30 more dollars right. on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in my Tesla. I don't want to be listening to an app that I paid $30 for. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, pff, that That was, f- I could either get it for free or I could spend money on it and preferences out the window. Well, hey, hey, if it's good. Wait, so you've been doing it They're for both a good. year? Yeah, at least a year and a half. And least. what's the difference? You know, I, 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 it helps me relax a little bit. You know, it, you know how you, sometimes you wake up in the morning and you're like, you're like, you like immediately go into like tight shoulder mode. Instead of doing that instantly, I get at least 10 minutes of not that. And <laughs> it, it kind of helps me with the rest of my day. And it also helps me set, it, it helps me start a series of habits that I have in the morning yes. that are all healthy and slow me down. Like I used to like wake up, open my eyes, grab my phone, run to the office and just, brrr, yeah, yeah. you know, for whatever, whoever, who knows. Coffee, like, coffee. Yeah. yeah. Coffee. If I have time to make coffee. Right. But now I have. <laughs> Now I have a routine in the morning that's like a solid hour. No, like the only thing at time I look at my phone is to literally turn the app on. To not use it for anything else for an I hour. Don't. I don't. Well, Good for you. For the, for the most part, yeah. I mean, my, my morning routine is What hilarious. do you do? Oh, man, it's so funny. So I, and I've, the routine I've probably been doing for about two or three months, but like the meditation for like a year and a half. Uh, so morning, as soon as I wake up, you know, I, I, I have like, so my whole house is like Google connected. So I just say, you know, like I say the, the magic word. Yeah. If I say it, then I'm going to start. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna start, all the lights will start changing. Can, right. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I say the magic word and then like my blinds go up, my lights turn on, my music turns on. And like, that's, that's really like, I'm awake time because uh-huh. once, once I start that process, it's so hard to like be like, oh no, forget I said anything. Like I'm going back to sleep. I mean, <laughs> Is there a word like for that? Yeah. It's like the, the opposite. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean, I could say, I'd say magic word, good morning. And then, or I could say magic word, good night. And then oh. good night shuts everything down. It's like lockdown Ooh. mode. It makes it freezing. It's awesome. Actually. It's yeah. great. For makes it like, freezing. It makes mm-hmm. it freezing, closes the blinds, turns the lights off, put, plays like ocean sounds. It's really nice. It's, it's, great it really wow, helps you're when you're so kind of high drunk. tech okay that yeah, does I mean, help does it brush your teeth too <sighs> only I, as be. soon as it does I'll let you <laughs> know. okay you'll be the first to have it yeah okay and so you turn everything on so i turn everything on i immediately sit up on my, one of my pillows right like usually the one i'm sleeping on sit up on my pillow head against or head against the, the headboard back back and head against the, the headboard grab my phone, immediately turn on the meditation app because if I don't do it as soon as I wake up, mm-hmm. I'm never going to do it. Like mm-hmm. I got too much shit to do. Like I'm just like, nah, I can't spare 10 minutes. So I do it yeah. then, right then. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I'm done with those 10 minutes, because that's all it takes, right? Uh-huh. Every daily meditation is 10 minutes guided. It's either Tamara, whatever her name is, or this guy, Will, and they're great, <laughs> and they always, sure always really, have a nice. Yeah. They always have a nice thing, to, something nice to say, and something encouraging, like "Don't beat yourself up," or "You're totally worth it," or mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> and so I, I, I do that. Ten minutes done. So I'm still sitting there. I'm feeling pretty relaxed. I'm like, you know what? I, I'm gonna write down like some affirmations, right? Something, something I want to say about myself or to myself or to the universe about whatever, you know, like I'm a great guy or, you know, today I'm going to be like extra patient with Gee or. Okay. Affirmations. <laughs> yeah, you write them down or are you say them? Yeah, I write them down. Okay. I write them down and then I say them three times, you know, cause I'm like, you know, OCD or something. 
And then I, after I do that, I have two journals side by side, the affor- like the one journal that has like affirmations, gratitude and all that stuff. And then I have the other one, which is my dream journal. And I write my dreams out and I have the most insane dreams. And I remember them. After the meditation? I mean, I remember them right when I wake up, but not mm-hmm. not 10 minutes after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I write them down. And I think that actually helps me dream and remember them more. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, so I mean, I made that up. Dream journal. No, 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 yeah. that's the thing. Steve's really into dreams. That's uh-huh. the thing. Yeah. yeah. So write them down. Uh, like this morning, I scribbled probably two and a half pages worth of dream notes or whatever. And Do you then, analyze them? No, I just write them down. Okay. Uh, I'll, maybe I'll one day I will. But I, I remember them. Like after I write them down, then they're like stuck in my head. And right. I'm like, all right, well, I got it. Right. And so, and then I... I get, I get into the shower and I it's I was telling someone about this the other day, but I only wet my face, so I've got this really weird stance that I have to do just so I can <laughs> only wet my face. I don't want to because it's cold water, right? I don't like it's not like warm water, it's not pleasant. I actually hate it so much, but I just shower my face with cold water for thirty seconds. Oh, specifically, you want to do cold water y- yes. just for my face. Okay. No other, no but other not part in of my the body. Sink. Not in the sink. Nope. No, okay. no, because that's splashing. No, I want continuous stream okay. right on my face. Yeah. <laughs> it's good for uh, it's good for youth. I've heard. Sure. I mean, how do I look? Do I look you, under the age of thirty six? Yes. Yes. Yeah, you look you. youthful. Yeah. Thank you. You're glowing. <laughs> so it's working. Okay. Cold then water. I then I I weigh myself because I have this weird like yes. thing that I'm doing where I'm trying to track my I track everything oh, oh gosh yes yeah, I, I tra- forgot you're super OCD <laughs> mm-hmm. weigh myself do you have food uh, in your in your fridge these days uh just got a delivery from New York uh, of food and it's in there right now so I have okay. two I have one onion two <laughs> pounds of ground beef individually wrapped grass fed nice stuff and then eight packages of pre-made meals ready to go okay that's it so you that's don't it. have food in your fridge that's what i was asking you've i have got, what i just you've said you've got your <laughs> meals <laughs> okay yep right i remember okay mm-hmm. so sorry I, I so you write in your journal you've continuous stream weigh yourself yeah yeah yep. continuous stream weigh Do myself you write down what you weighed yeah yeah of course oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah yeah obviously and my sleep and i and i wear this like uh, i mean you you can see it like but this, fit, this strap, type of like, thing? yeah it's kind of like a fitbit but it tracks like my sleep very specifically like oh you're like biohacking kind of yeah okay. i don't do much with it other than like you know trying to make sure that all the drinking i do doesn't <laughs> is that make what my you're life miserable <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, and then I I brush my teeth, but I don't brush my teeth like a normal person. So I've got one of those like Quip toothbrushes, you know, the ones that are like the, they're like the fancy ones that it's are like, like $14. Fuzzy? That have, like, the fuzzy it's one? Got, or it's, it's electric? Got a, it's electric, oh. but they send you a, it's like a subscription based toothbrush and they send you a new head and a battery every month, <laughs> you know, like here. it's like all that stuff. I have like so many subscription products. Like you are who people make subscriptions for. A hundred percent. Yes. And I, they need to make them illegal on Instagram because that's where I find them all. <laughs> totally. That's... Totally. I buy all of my fleece lined black pants that I have a dozen of on Instagram as well. Wow, that yes. sounds nice. Yes. Well, I no, live in New York. That... Not not in. Well, I guess in your apartment. Yeah, sometimes I would need yeah. them in your apartment. <laughs> yeah, after 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 I say like good night. Yes, magic word. Lockdown. Yeah, it's freezing. Yes. And then I, I brush my teeth, but I don't just brush my teeth because, you know, they say if you brush your teeth with, like, your opposite hand, it, like, creates new neural pathways and you'll start thinking of the world differently. Or, you know, there's no. a bunch of... Yeah, look it up. It's, it's a thing. Okay. <laughs> Did you hear about it on Instagram? <laughs> Not one of the books I read. Okay. So I, I don't just brush with the opposite hand, but I also stretch and, like, balance in weird ways while I brush each quadrant of my mouth, right? So four quadrants and then the toothbrush tells me when the time is up. It's not It's oh, not it's so you can time. stretch, it's so you can go to the different quadrants. Yeah, yeah. So you spend 30 seconds a quadrant, you know, then I scrape my tongue, floss my teeth and then I chug a bottle of water and then I eat my I drink my vitamins and make my coffee and then I start my day. And that takes about an hour, believe it or not. I believe it. 
Yeah. A lot yeah. of, there's a lot of note taking. <laughs> yeah, a lot <laughs> of stuff. Taken. Yeah, I track my calories. I fast every day. Yes. Like I only eat one meal a day. Yeah, it's crazy. You only eat one meal a day? I just had it. You missed it. It was one of my prepackaged meals. It was, I mean, it what tasted fine. What do you fine. mean? Do you drink like your other meals? Nope. That's it. Just one meal a day. Are you fasting all the yeah. time? Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're just starving yourself. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like starving. Like, I, I feel fine all day long. One meal a day? And then I eat, yeah, one, one big old meal. I know it's actually not even that big. It was probably like 900 calories. So, How is that possible? A- Do you work out? Even right before I ate? Yeah. Had a, you had work out nice, all the time. Yeah, had a nice CrossFit workout. It was you CrossFit on 900 calories a day? Actually, less because it's like the following day. So I didn't have food for almost 20 hours. What? And then... Why? 20, 22 hours, huh? Why? Why? I don't know. It's nice. Uh, I mean, your body... I mean, there's like supposedly lots of benefits to intermittent fasting. I have fasting. heard that. Is that intermittent fasting, though? Or is yeah, that just... kind of. Yeah. I mean, there's less extreme versions that yeah. aren't one meal a day. That's super extreme. And then you drink alcohol? Well, that kind of messes up the fasting part. So I don't actually consider, like, when I am drinking, I consider that not fasting. Which... But you don't eat anything before you have alcohol to... No, I usually eat before I drink. Yeah, okay. Like, I don't, like, start drinking and then I'm like, oh, I'll eat, you know, my fasting periods up. <laughs> no, you'll, like, I consider eat that extra breaking food. my fast. No, I'll eat the same. I have like my, I really don't eat more than like on a heavy days like fifteen hundred calories. Wow. Of eating, but I'll like drink a thousand calories. I mean, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a Tuesday, but. Yeah. No. Well, it's easy to drink a thousand calories. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, when did you start eating like that? Oh, this I've been doing for a long time, months and months and months. Well, months and months, but not years and years. Yeah, but I, I mean, I've done some version. Oh, of I this know. You've lived for my whole life like a yeah. crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Crazy person. Yeah, I've done like the carnivore diet. The carnivore diet's awesome. I don't know if you've heard about that, but that is sick. I, I had a great time on that. No, it's beyond Atkins. It's beyond Atkins. Like there's like extreme. no vegetables. It's just meat and animal products, and that's it. It's awesome. I mean, Joe Rogan talks about it a lot, so. You love Joe maybe, Rogan. Maybe, maybe the. Uh, I, I like Joe Rogan. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's pretty interesting. His podcast can really go on. Like, they can go like two and a half, three hours. I'm like, Jesus. I, and I listen to him too. Like, the Miley Cyrus, or yeah, Miley Cyrus. I listened to that one. That was Miley super Cyrus. long. I don't really listen to him, but I did go back, and it wasn't even on the app. I listened to his Candace Owens podcast from a couple of years ago. How was it? That shit was amusing. I don't know really? if you know who she is. Oh, you don't nope, know who idea. she is. Oh. Well, Played it off though, did I? You did. <laughs> you sh- you shouldn't know who she is. She's just this crazy. She's just this ins- just insane. Um, just conspiracy. She's just famous for having an opinion, but thinks mm-hmm. people shouldn't have opinions. Anyway, it's interesting to watch him with her because she, th- she yeah. thinks she has an opinion, but thinks people shouldn't have opinions. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite ironic. I won't talk about Candace Owens here because I don't want to give her any more steam. But but I had to see what Joe Rogan was gonna do with her, and he did, right. you know, he really he did a pretty he a good, good job. Time. Yeah, I mean he's nice. you know he's I, I like I like how you can't quite pin him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. For sure. Th- I'm trying to be like kind of the Joe Rogan of my space because that's why these are so unscripted, and yeah. I have no literally no plan for them. I'm just bringing people that I like on, and I'm like, hey, just chat. That's a great idea. I mean, that I mean that seems like what he's doing, and if that's what you're doing, more power to you. People seem to like it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I like it. Yeah, I mean, if lots of people listen to it, fantastic. Fantastic. Wow, you're crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I can see. I mean, it sounds nuts, but I can see how one's body can be. You become used to it, just like you get used to anything. Right. Exactly. And your what is your girlfriend think of that does she eat normal meals she's vegetarian or like newly pescatarian so yeah we don't share a lot of food well that sounds like a crazy morning like you've always kind of been steady like that Mm -hmm. it sounds like it gives you structure to be productive yeah all day what about if you drink well i 
generally don't drink until the evening. So no, I, I, you mean like you like mean in like the, the morning night before the the hangover? I don't really like. I really have to get after it to to get hungover. Like I'm talking like ten over ten drinks. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh yeah. Like three or four is nothing. Lucky you. Yeah. I mean, even like seven or eight. Like if I if I'm like no, that's that that won't give me a hangover. It won't even make me foggy. Like it's I, like I I've been doing this for fifteen years, so. You're a machine. Have you had your Have you had your liver checked recently? I check my liver every year. Okay. And it's always great. It's always great. You go to the doctor and they look at your vitals and they're like, "Yeah, this is an okay way to live." They're like, "You are." You're a machine. You are doing great. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, so I mean, so far so good. So I'm gonna. Keep well, it I'm up. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad that that's working for you. That sounds ins- yeah. insane to me. Yeah, it's a little crazy, but I mean, I really am. Outside of the drinking, I'm I'm very healthy. Like I eat very like I eat. I mean, I eat really good quality meat <laughs> and prepackaged meals. <laughs> Do you eat vegetables? When I was doing the only carnivore diet, I was not eating no, vegetables. but you can't do that for that long. I was doing it for, I mean, the guys who are proponents of it, they're like, yeah, you can do it forever, and it's totally fine. Do you drink vegetable, like, powders? I drink a vegetable powder because I have been drinking a vegetable powder, but they don't. And they're like, you don't have to do that stuff. Like, it's not necessary. Like Tim Ferriss? Yeah, Tim Ferriss. He drinks Athletic Greens. That's the one I drink. His, the one that he hawks. Yeah, this is totally Tim Ferriss. You must love Tim Ferriss. I do like Tim Ferriss. Yes. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He's your yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah, okay. all those guys. Yeah, Tim Ferriss, Aubrey Marcus. Like, that's who else? Uh, Aubrey Marcus is really cool. Mm-hmm. He's like a man. He is. His podcast is really fun. Aubrey. Yeah, check him okay. out. He's cool. He's not like he's definitely interviewed carnivore. Doctor, doctors before, which that's what they call themselves. Uh-huh. I mean, they're human they're optimizer. Yeah, I've read his book. I've listened to his podcasts. I'll probably like sign up for one of his like courses or not courses. It's he doesn't do like courses, you know, like we're familiar with. He does like kind of like retreats, and so yeah. I'll probably do one of those. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Fit for Service Academy. Now he definitely has that's courses. Mm-hmm. Of some sort, you gotta. Right, you gotta yeah. these days, as you know. It's all. It's all about the courses. Wow. <laughs> all right. Well, it's a whole dude world that I mm-hmm. is not my world, <laughs> right? At right. all. But I feel like a lot of people hate on it. Like a lot of women hate on it. They're like, "Oh, it's such a dude club." I'm like, "No. Like I want to, you know, I feel like I can have a presence in that space without not? being a carnivore." No, no, you don't have to be a carnivore to be in that space. Like that's just like kind of like no, I know. That's kind of like the new flavor of dieting in that space. Totally. Well, so for me, because I have a similar personality to you in this like intensity, mm-hmm. um, actually, I've spent the last few years really trying to ease off of it and go the opposite way. So it's very hard for me. But when I when I had Axel, I like had a c-section emergency Mm -hmm. c-section and i i hurt my lower back i I mean my lower back was very injured Mm -hmm. and then when you have a c-section they literally cut through your abdomen completely Mm -hmm. so you you know so then you're all messed up right right? and your abs don't work yeah your abs don't work for a while so if you have a lower back issue like that's where you know and Mm -hmm. i had already had a lower back issue from 10 years of dance with no stretching basically because mm-hmm. I was just like 20 and like oh I don't have to do any of these things and then it's like and then I was right. 30 and I was like oh my god I can't stand up straight anyway my point is these last few years trying to heal from that has all been about not being so intense so I work out every day now to heal it but I have mm-hmm. to not do it the way I want I have to like be very careful and it sucks it's so hard to be motivated to exercise you know i just want to be like sweating and all this stuff and i have to do the exact opposite dude same i found out a year and i guess like a year and a half ago that i had a herniated disc oh i'm sorry herniated discs 
oh. <laughs> multiple. Uh, you know, I did CrossFit. Oh my pretty, god! Yeah. Yeah, I was doing CrossFit very aggressively for like seven, eight years. No stretching, just like yeah. you. And also hung over half the time and also extremely competitive because I was like one of the better performers because I have like a gymnastics background. Yeah, I, bet. I am competitive. Yeah, I'm competitive <laughs> and like, competitive. you know, pretty re- reasonably athletic and yeah. built really well for CrossFit. Yeah. You know, it's, it's perfect for for like short guys who like can, yeah. you know, lift Muscle good amounts of weight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> big, That's what big it's made thighs. for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was I was performing pretty well. For a long time, and then you know my back wouldn't stop hurting, and I had sciatica, and I was like, "Oh, what's going on now?" And I went to the chiropractor, and she's like, "Well, you know, you got three herniated discs." I was like, "I didn't know I had those," and she's like, "Well, you never do until you do." And then I went through spinal decompression therapy, and I'm the same. Like exercise is like my life. I haven't missed a day of exercise in I think it's like 2,300 days, something insane like wow. that. Yeah, it's something crazy. And like, <laughs> well, you've documented it, I'm sure. Uh, you know, like you would think that I would actually like have that all written down, uh-huh. but I I don't quite. Okay. But it was like CrossFit for a long time, and now like I do CrossFit like maybe once or twice a week, maybe. And I also like can't do it at the same rate that I was doing oh, it. Still. I don't, I, and I want to because like I I want to go to the gym and I'm just like man, I can destroy all you guys. And then yeah. I, you know, I like see the weights that they're recommending. I'm like, man, if I like do that, like that's going to kind of mess my back up. So I don't, but I do like, you know, I do my running and my yoga and my calisthenics and, you know, my CrossFit in there, but it's the same. It drives me nuts that I can't just be like, oh man, nuts. I'm just going to go hard four days a week, shred my hands and just have great time on 900 calories. <laughs> well, I'm not doing it on 900 calories, but yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, it's not, it doesn't fit well with my personality. Right. And so exactly. it, I've kind of tried to embrace that as like, that is my challenge because, mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm only now healing. He's almost mm-hmm. three. That's three wow. years of yeah. this. But the reason is because until this year, I wasn't ready to commit to doing it. And so what I just, it was so, it was so bad that it didn't take much, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not talking mm-hmm. about what you're, I mean, just take that to the extreme. You know, like just don't do, just don't do this like a little too, a little bit more. And that's really what you learn as a dancer and also in exercise. It's like, no, but that last 10%, that's, that's it. That's what it's all for. That's where you get all the value and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And literally this was like, not only should you not do that 10%, which will injure you, but you need to stop like 10% before at least. And you need to do it like 50% less. You're like, what am I even fucking doing here? (laughs) This is so annoying. It was really hard. So it was actually during quarantine that I like, I had to like mentally say like, I'm going to commit to doing this even though it sucks. And I'm going to do it like every day. And and that's how I eventually healed to where I am now. I mean, I'm still not all better, but I'm way better. Um, yeah, same. I mean, my back still like my back still not a hundred percent. I actually hurt more discs in my neck. You ever see those guys on like those sideways skateboards? Like not like a, like like the electric skateboards, but not the ones that are just electric skateboards, but that have like a big wheel in the middle. They're called one wheels. Anyway, they're no. super dangerous, <laughs> and I ride them when I and I have one, and I ride it when I'm not sober. Uh-huh. And I like <laughs> fell. Because <laughs> that's what you do on those things uh-huh. when you're not sober. Oh God! Whack my head, three, four more herniated discs in my cervical spine. So. Oh my God! Can they fix them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with like surgery, oh. medication, all sorts of awful things. Oh my. Other than that, it's kind of just sort of therapy, therapy and exercise. But you can fix. I mean, you could you could get back if you just did the. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, I am, for all intents and purposes, I am back. Like, no, I mean, I mean like, I, like you could, I feel like you could get back to doing it the way you were before if you could hold on long enough to get there. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm already still, like, even today's workout, like, I was still at one of the top performers in the class, and I'm certainly now, yeah. like, 10 years older than most of them. So I'm fine. You're a I'm machine. Fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I wish Fine. I was there. I'll get maybe you You'll can get train there. me there. Yeah, I yeah. do. I do. Like for a long time there, I was saying I don't want to wake up 
like I'm so anti waking up early. Like I'm, you know, I just want to uh, like enjoy my life. And I was sleeping in every day. Like the whole time I was pregnant, I was like not working that much sleeping in. I was like, this is the life. Um, <laughs> but now I wake up eyes wide open at five o'clock these days. I can't, wow. I cannot sleep past five fifteen. And so I, and every morning I'm like, I don't have to go to the gym. But that's like the only time when no one's awake and my son is asleep and ste- yeah. you know, so I've been mm-hmm. going to the gym at like five fifteen every morning, and I'll sometimes be down there for like an hour and a half because it's like there's nobody around. I'm all by myself. I'm wide awake, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. kind of really nice because I don't get to wake up in my and say my magic word and be in my room by myself. <laughs> so the gym is, you know, it's where I um, escape to, and uh, so I've been doing that like every day. But I can't go that hard. But then I'm falling yeah. asleep at like nine o'clock, which is why oh, I'm, well, that's nice. I'm like going to go to sleep after this. Like I'm yeah. going to go home and go to sleep. I have like, I have like two more, I'd say I have like two and a half more hours before I go to sleep. I, I get crazy amounts of sleep. It's, it's, I don't know why never in my life. Like I sleep like a, like a, a light night is like eight and a half hours. I, Whoa. I go, yeah. I have nights that are like 10 plus hours. It's wild. Huh. Yeah, I know because the wrist tells me. Wow. Yeah. Well, ma- there's something about it's this. My whoop. There's something about this equation for you. Mm-hmm. This no food, <laughs> hard exercise, ten hours yeah. of sleep. Yeah. Meditation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cold water. A little bit of alcohol. And just a yeah, just a little bit of alcohol. Just a little bit. <laughs> Not too much. Oh, Ben. Oh, it's so good to talk to you. It's yeah. really nice and to catch up. It's been so long. I know. Like years and years, years and years. Years and years. Well, we'll come to Miami again. Yeah, please do. I mean, I actually probably be in New York at some point. I mean, I'm going. I go to D, I go to DC a good amount. For my sister, my sister lives there. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, nice. so I gotta go see her and Sledge. I, I don't. That's what I. That's what I think she's gonna name her kid. Like something absurd like that. I'm like, yeah, just name it Slurred. Slurred. <laughs> Sledge. <laughs> um, how's your dad doing? Good. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. He's still kicking around. What does he think of all this? Nothing. Uh, he doesn't he care less. Really? It's so funny. Yeah. He just sends me his articles on whatever he's thinking about at that moment, and he still works on his car. Which he still has that same red Corvair, that's fifty cool. something years old now. Yeah, still hangs out with my mom. Yeah. My mom's not really writing any books anymore, but they do their French and they walk around the island. They still have their dog. Cute. So nice. Yeah, they're just hanging oh, out. Good. Nice to mm-hmm. hear. Yeah. All right, Ben. Well, don't be a stranger. Likewise. Yeah. When I have my podcast. I'm going to hit you up. Um, but also, <laughs> seriously, like, if you want to chat about anything that has to do with your courses and stuff, call oh, me. Oh, I'm definitely hitting you I've up, done, for sure. I've tried everything. I bet. <laughs> I've tried bet. and failed at so many things, but I've also uh-huh. just been trying things, and I'm in, I've am all the models, I feel like I know, I at least know about them if I haven't done them myself, so. For sure. I, I mean, Guy is probably going to be listening to this podcast, and he's like, Ben, if we don't call Pia tomorrow, <laughs> we are we are out of business. <laughs> no, I mean, re- really, though, thank you, and we will definitely, uh, I will be reaching out to you to set up a time for, you know, me and Guy to pick your brain. Yeah, and, perfect. Uh, it will be awesome. If you or anyone you know is connected in the hospitality space and is looking for a seriously badass consultant to raise the profile and profitability of their bar, send them to unfilteredhospo.com. I will link to it in the show notes at piasilva.com backslash podcast. You can also follow them on Instagram at unfilteredhospo. Also, if you know other entrepreneurs who struggle to put their business in its place and could benefit from hanging out with us here, please share this podcast with them. Hard work can only take you so far. It's how you show up in your business that really makes the difference. And to make sure that you don't miss an episode of Show Your Business Who's Boss, hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast player. Taking inspiration from Ben's story today. I just love how Ben has worked in so many aspects of the bar and hospitality business over years and how all of that experience perfectly set him up to just pop open this consulting company practically overnight. 
I think he was able to do it so seamlessly because of the decade he spent learning every inch of the business, as well as meeting people in the industry along the way. When you're consulting, before you've launched any sort of marketing, your first clients are going to be people that you already know or people that they know. And as Ben mentioned, when he launched his new program, Better Bar Menu, he found people to join by reaching out to those people that he knew that might be interested. That's really what it takes at first, not posting something on social media. And I know it can be scary if it's not in your nature to pick up the phone and ask for the sale. But it's also the fastest way to get those early clients and to build your reputation. Look, I'm all about marketing online and creating content to build authority, but that takes time. And Ben demonstrated how, at first, you can build a lucrative business just by reaching out to people that know you. So today, I want you to make a list of 10 people who could potentially help you in your business and make a plan to catch up with each of them in the next seven days. And hey, DM me, email me, tell me what happens. That really could be your next step in showing your business who's boss. Show Your Business Who's Boss is produced by Yellow House Media. Production coordinator is Sean McMullen. This episode is edited by Marty Seafelt. Production assistance by Kristen Runvik. Our theme music is Glass Prisms by Western Runners. 